0: I'm so sorry.' Can you hear me, okay? I can. Hey, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. Um, I just want to let everybody know before we begin the show, this is a uh, we're talking about some sensitive stuff on here. It may not be safe for, uh, for work, depending on where you work at, and it may not be something that you want your uh, child to listen to. Uh, I think it's a really great episode, and I hope you'll tune in. so we'll uh, we'll begin that show shortly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exploring Awesome. I am your host, Jim Kellner. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the blame game. We're going to be talking about From Victim to Comic with uh, Christina McMillan, who's a successful uh, entertainer here in Seattle. She also has a podcast that she does with her husband, and uh, I want to find out more about that. Hi, Christina. How are you today?
1: Hi. How are you?
0: Can you hear me okay? So sorry. I can. Uh, thank goodness we were gonna we were gonna do a little sound check before, and I got a little carried away on, uh, on doing a uh, Facebook Live, and uh, totally dropped the ball. Taking full responsibility. I'm not blaming anyone but myself. So. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So, Christina, um, you know, we're talking. Uh, you know, so those who who don't know, uh, you can tell by the title. The title of this show is "Sex Trafficking Victim Who's Fought Depression and Weight Gain." Again, it's Christina McMillan. Christina, could you just spend a couple minutes telling us about your background and and uh, you know how you went from you know being a, a kid to, to the uh, to the the victim you know the being being a victim and then uh, where you where you're at today? Sure.
1: Um, okay. Where do I begin? Uh, well, first, I'll just I'll just <laughs> begin. <laughs> um, just basically um, as my childhood. Um, I'm a victim of sexual abuse, physical abuse, Um, also a victim or, um, excuse me, a child of the system, which means um, CPS, Child Protective Services, gets involved um, when there's a child that has some form of abuse. They remove the child from the environment and place them in their custody. So I had that going on starting at the age of five to about the age of 12. Um, Mm. That's fun. (laughs) So. So there, there was that beginning of feeling safe. Um, when, we're, when we're children, we, we, we need that, that comfort and that feeling of safeness. And unfortunately, the, the feeling of safeness for me was trauma. Um, so with that, mm. fast forward to, to my teenage years. Um, when I was 13, I, I, if you look at statistically, what girls who have been through um, that type of trauma, they have a tendency to be promiscuous um, experiment with drugs, um, date older men. There's, there's lots of things that happen that they do that you would think most girls would do at like 18 years old, joining a sorority. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. so I started that at about 13. Um, I met a gentleman who was older and, um, just a quick background. I grew up in Oakland, California, not the best of area, um, for, for myself. (laughs) So the older men there weren't, weren't, very classy i guess um so what this gentleman did um there's a thing that they do for sex trafficking girls is they groom them and and what that means is it could either be an older man um you know luring these these girls into promising things like modeling or um uh, i don't know money um you know wigs extensions There there's a, certain things that they say oh. that at your you're 13 years old, you think, Oh, that's great. Oh, you don't have to work. You can hang out. We travel, we go to Hollywood, all this stuff. Um, so what happened is I ran away from home. Um, and I Mm -hmm. was promised you won't go back into foster care. You won't have to worry about, you know, um, CPS taking you away. So of course I thought, perfect. (laughs) Sold. Um, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that that didn't happen um, and and just just mm. for anyone that's listening, just to let you know, sex trafficking is very common in the united states i've I've read a lot about it. Um, i find it I find it helpful that I'm on this podcast today because I have been pushing myself to start talking about my story and um, helping girls that are going through what i did it's It's too common, and it's it's not talked about enough, and this is a great example of how. Um, I was put into an environment which was not running away to this luxury um, place. It was, I ran away and this gentleman essentially ended up kidnapping me, raped, beaten, starved, tortured, and forced to prostitute at 13 years old. Wow. Uh, I, I I still right. have braces. I, I just started my period like a month before <laughs> this happened. You know, I was, I was a child.
0: Jesus, wow. Mm -hmm. And
1: I've never talked about this publicly before because I've always had so much shame, but I feel like in the last year, I've really um, looked at this as like, gosh, you know, this poor child that went through these horrific things starting at the age of five. And um, none of this was my fault. You know, you don't have the capacity to understand what you're doing at that age. Like common sense is just starting. And unfortunately, given my circumstances, my common sense was, was not where it should be. And so that's what happened. And um it was it was terrible, you know, it was scary. Um and this is how a lot of like and mind you this was in Oakland, California, in the tenderloins of Oakland, California, the worst areas you can imagine. Um and it was it was terrifying. So wow. um I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda of fast forward with that, um, to, yeah. You know, this, of course, um, does trigger PTSD. Um, I dealt with it my entire life. Um, I was, uh, I put, when I started to kind of go through therapy at a younger age, and and by the way, I was put in my father's custody after all this happened. Um, I was arrested in San Francisco for soliciting. And thank God, thank God that someone Mm -hmm. noticed this little girl um, with a pimp (laughs) And, uh, you know, that doesn't fit in Thank God this police officer saw me And thank God that they arrested me um, Because I don't know what would have happened to me Um, This gentleman, put in jail, thank God And um, he has, he beat women Anyway, so, um, like I was saying uh, So that PTSD stuck with me for a long time And thankfully I was really good at sports I got a, you know, I went to college. I got a college degree. I got a really good job out of school. I got married, got divorced, got married again. You know, um, mm. you know, had a pretty, pretty good adult life, but there was always that, um, that pain inside that I never really took care of, and so I always had a, some type of a substance that made me feel better. And mm. uh, about two years ago, I decided, you know even with comedy, you know, you can't do, it was, it was hard for me to um, connect with the crowd when, you know, I'm drunk or, um, you know, have too many stimulants. So (laughs) I decided this is a time in my life to, to, to stop, to stop everything. And that's, that's when all this weight gain happened. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's when, uh, you know, my PTSD really triggered as an adult.
0: Wow. Wow. So when you when you so you're you're kind of doing okay coping, and then once you get sort of the um, the substances away that were kind of helping you to cope, it uh, really opened you up to some problems.
1: It did because um, I didn't have anything to numb me, and and that's why I was able to just kind of manage. You know, manage through. I mean, yeah, I had a good job out of college, but I was still there was this huge wall. Um, where no one could connect with me emotionally. And so that wall stayed mm-hmm. up for a very long time. I mean, I, just until probably the last four years when I met my husband, was I able to kind of put that wall down a bit. And so um, mm-hmm. with that waking, it it really brought up a lot of things for me, and it put me into the deepest depression. Um, and I know a lot of people struggle with that. You know, you gain weight, you look in the mirror, and you don't see anything but fat. You see this disgusting right. Um. This, 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 this disgusting person and self-love doesn't even come into to play at this time. And so, um, imagine feeling that, and then all these feelings of wow, you know, um, all these familiar feelings of when I was a child and when I was a you know a teen, and and all these things that I went through. Of course, it, it brought a lot up for me. I had flashbacks, nightmares, the whole shebang. And so, that's when I decided to. Take a step back. I've learned a lot and heard about, about the laws of attraction and manifestation. Um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, huge, huge, huge reason why I was able to start hearing these words of, like, you manifest your own destiny. You know, you can say Love you're him. a victim. For, isn't yeah. he great? Oh, God, rest in peace, Dr. Yeah. Wayne. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. He Sorry, changed my life, that. you know. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, no, it's <laughs> fine. Shout out to Dr. Wayne. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I started just... You know okay what can I do now how can I I mean because I was so overwhelmed you know I'm having panic attacks I'm having depression I stopped stand-up of course it's already terrible getting up there already so you get up there with an extra you know 35 40 pounds on you
0: yeah yeah that is difficult Um, Sounds like I may have we may have lost Christina. I'm not hearing her on the line. Um so um hoping we'll we'll catch her back. We'll uh I think I'm still connected. Okay. Um hopefully she'll call back in. We'll hear from her again. Um, you know, I just wanted to take a quick um chat too. Anyway, it's a great great time to uh um to chime in a little bit. You know, um, a lot of people are going through life and they're blaming um you know, their parents, the, the best thing, I mean, the easiest thing to blame is your parents because they're the first ones that have influence on you. And Or you blame your boss, you blame traffic, you blame all these things. And, uh, you know, I, I do that myself. I, I, my default, I find my default is to blame. And I have to really, I've worked hard over the years to try to not be like that. So if I'm, you know, running, if I'm late for an appointment, sometimes I, I my first response, you know, thing is, well, sorry, I'm late. You know, traffic was terrible. But you know, right now I'm up in Seattle, and I mean, traffic is always terrible. It's always, always, always terrible, and so um, I think that you have to, um, you know, plan ahead. If I would have planned ahead, you know, maybe it, it wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have impacted me. I mean, of course, there are things like we did have a, a taco truck incident. We had a you know big, huge pileup, and I'm not talking about these huge, you know, not pileup, but uh, a shutdown of the freeway. Um, and I'm not talking about those, but you know, I mean, we're talking about these normal things that go on all the time, and we, you know, we keep making um, we keep making excuses and blaming other things. And I think uh, Tina's back, or Christina's back, and so let me get her back on the line here.
1: Happened. Sorry.
0: Um, hey, can no you hear problem. me? Okay, She's back. All right. I can. I'm back. So. So yeah. So, so, so <laughs> folks, yeah, I just want to. I just want to invite you to I'm sorry just uh, just doing a little doing a little time here <laughs> so I just want to invite you to to take responsibility for what's going on in your life it doesn't matter you probably have a great reason to blame people and things and everything, but it doesn't move you forward until you're able to just just take responsibility say you know yes i've got a lot of challenges, but I can overcome it so sorry, back to christina please please go on oh
1: yeah, so that's actually what I was just going to get to was um I learned a lot through Dr. um, as far as learning how to no longer be a victim. You know, you can look behind you constantly, blame your parents, blame your coworkers, blame your significant other. Um, but it, it comes to a halt when you have to look in the mirror and really engage yourself, you know. Um, yeah, I've had a terrible past. I have, but I'm I'm turning 34 on Friday. You know, when do I take a step forward to understand that I'm an adult now? You know, I I run the show. I mean, um, mm-hmm. it, it sucks that what happened to me. I met a lot of people that have had horrific, even worse childhoods than me. And um, I don't want to be one of those statistics. And so what I did for myself when I gained that weight, for one, was think the universe. You know, I, it humbled me because I've never had problems with my weight. I've always been kind of a narcissist. I need to look good to feel good. (laughs) It really humbled me, and it helped me (laughs) understand. It's true, you know. I mean, I'm a comic. Yeah. Um, Sure, of course. But it really humbled me to to understand that I'm stuck here in this body, and um, I can only do so much before I have to realize that um, in order to lose weight, I have to start from the inside out. Oh, absolutely. um, And let me me jump in here real quick. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. I'm
0: sorry, Christina, let me just jump in here real quick. Just in case anybody's out there and would like to uh, call in, talk to Christina, uh, ask questions, or maybe get some support, the uh, the call-in number is 619-924-0744. Again, that's 619-924-0744. We'd love to have you call in. I'm sorry, back to you, Christina. Yeah,
1: yeah, and feel free to call in. I'll give you you guys all my info, too, if you ever have any questions. Um, So what I did was I started with the Inside Out. Um, I'd start just walking, you know, and I started listening to Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I'd be walking, listening to Dr. Wayne Dyer, crying my eyes out, you know, because I had mm-hmm. all this weight. And what the weight I'm talking about isn't my, the weight that I gain. I'm talking about this weight on my shoulders, you know, all this hurt, all this sadness, all this feeling of I'm, I'm nothing, you know what I mean? Um, and mm-hmm. so I started there, you know, because we can go to the gym, we can eat healthy, but if we're not feeling good about ourselves, that's contagious, you know? Mm-hmm. I started doing that, and then I started um, really getting into eating healthy. Then I started really getting into working out. And I, I didn't lose that much weight. I lost a little bit. But I lost enough to start feeling a little bit better about myself. So I, I, if right. anyone's in the process of losing weight right now, and you feel like, where do I even start? I I get you, okay? I've been there, <laughs> and it's terrible mm-hmm. because you don't know where to start. You don't ever feel like you're going to lose that weight. And, um, Mm -hmm. it, it really, it really is just one day at a time. You know, if you're, if you've gained a hundred pounds or 200 pounds or even 10 pounds, it's just one day at a time. And I really encourage people to understand where that frustration is coming from, because usually there's something there, you know, and you got to dig deep in that. And, um, that's where Dr. Rain Dyer helped me in learning about manifestation. And so, um, I haven't, I think probably in the last year or so is when I really made a change. For one, I have to give props to my husband because I'm sure I was mm-hmm. a joy to be around. You know, um, <laughs> it wasn't easy. Uh, we, we didn't do the podcast that much. I didn't write jokes as much. Just things that I cared about and loved, I stopped doing. And and that's another thing, too. You have to start doing things that you love. So um, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at now. I have lost all the weight that I gained. Um Thank God, you know, and it's nice to, thank you. It's nice to look on the scale and see, oh, yeah, I where I started. But but there's still that weight that I do struggle with on a day-to-day basis sometimes um, that I do have to address, you know, because that doesn't go away. And the only person I can blame for continuing to feel like a victim is myself. Does that make sense?
0: Ooh, that's, you know, that's a, well, you know, that was, you should write that one down. That's good. I like that because, you know what, that is such a good point. I mean. Um, the only
1: one,
0: God, say that again for everybody. That was great. I forgot. Oh, it was something it like it was something like the only person <laughs> I can blame for continuing to be a victim is myself. Yeah, really, that's it's true. that's a meme. Make make that a meme. Make it so. Tell Matt. Did I make that a meme? Oh. I would. Jarvis, get on it. I
1: just,
0: Jarvis is right. her husband. Right, everyone, um,
1: make a meme about not being a victim. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's really good at that. Um, but it's true, you know, we we are always blaming people. My goodness, you know, I'm, I'm blaming everybody for something. I blame my husband. I blame my dog. I blame oh, yeah. my dad. I blame my mom. I'm always blaming people. And, you know, it's, it's pointless. You know, I have a choice. Everybody has a choice. Um, you can be a mm-hmm. victim. You can blame everybody for your problems. But let me give you a little tip. They're not the problem. You are. <laughs> you're the problem. Yeah, they
0: may have been the and problem. The, they may have been the problem. You have, But they're not exactly. the problem anymore. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. And when you, when you realize that, that you're the problem, guess what? There's your solution. You can't change anybody. You can't change your friend. Ooh. You can't change your significant other. You can't change anyone. You can only change yourself, you know? And Absolutely. the person I am now versus, goodness, 10 years ago, I do not even think I could be around that girl. Because all
0: she did was blame
1: people. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean.
0: Oh, I know. I was, I was, so, I would like um, that too. Believe me, I, I was my default. My default still to this day usually is to blame. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, it's, it's somebody else, <laughs> it's some other outside circumstance, and I have to consciously think about it. And go, nope, I'm just taking responsibility today.
1: Right, right, and it's true, and and you know, with, with manifestation. Here's the thing, um, you can, if you really visualize something and you really feel something, you're going to do it. You just have to keep telling yourself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like self-persuasion. You know, I told myself I was going to keep losing weight. And actually, since December, I've lost probably the most weight because that's when I was like, okay, I can't drink wine anymore. You know, I can't have mm-hmm. wine anymore at night, even if it's a little bit or a lot. There's so certain things like that. And I think that's when the last two months is when I made that huge step but I feel like it's been the last mm-hmm. year since I really made that self-growth step, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. so. Um, i tell you, um, so that's one of the oh tougher ahead.
0: things I've, I've found with, um, with some clients um, is they're giving up the, it's funny. It's women too. It's giving up the wine. They don't want to, you know, there's, there's all this stuff wrapped up in wine. It's sophisticated. It's what women do. It's, it's a way to relax and all this stuff. Um, how did you kind of change your, your, your thinking around that?
1: Um, you know, well, for one, you're, you're right. It's like the bachelor last night. and It's like a drinking game, like drink every time someone says they feel a connection, right?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's
1: <laughs> like you're drunk by the first commercial break. But that's the thing is that people do want alcohol even, and, and that was the thing. I cut out a lot of stuff that I used to them myself. Um, alcohol was the last step. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't drinking to like numb my, I was drinking because it's such a, a, the status quo and the norm. Oh, you go out to your girlfriend's drink, you go out to a bar, you right. have a brunch, you, have, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like that. So I think what happened is I just was like, you know, I'm going to stop drinking just for like a month and just see how I feel. Cause like, I can't lose this extra 10 pounds. And my dad keeps telling me it sticks to my ribs, you know? And then as mm-hmm. I stopped, I noticed like I slept better. I felt better. I was more Uh eager to work out. I was more eager to not order Jimmy John's. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) I stuck to my diet more. So that for me um, is when I also decided, like, I think I've done drinking for a long time because I like myself now. I like myself way more when I don't need something to feel, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: definitely. So it takes a lot. I've I've had the same same issue. Yeah,
0: go ahead.
1: Oh no, you go ahead. you said you
0: had the same issue. Well oh, I had a lot of problems with, with alcohol when I was younger, and um, and it's funny because now I find out that, that I really don't need it. I don't need it to talk to girls, I don't need it to have fun and, and that's really what it was when I was when I was a teenager, and I it was really tough to not drink then and, and it just it's just easier now and, and it is like you feel like um, I mean there's no consequences to being yourself, so
1: yeah, and I do I do notice I am a little bit more socially awkward without it because I'm still learning mm-hmm. how to, like, be myself. Sure. And, of course, I mean, I'm not perfect, you know. I struggle day to day with the confidence to, like, you know, say certain things and then not go to my husband and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that. You know, like, he had a comedy show yeah. a few weeks ago, and I wasn't uh, drinking, and I felt super uncomfortable, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I, I talked to, like, one of the comics, and I was like, oh, my God, I said the wrong thing, and I, like, overthought it, you know. So, I'm still uh-huh. kind of learning uh-huh. how to get to know myself. And it's I'm not sitting on this podcast being like, oh, guess what, you know, I'm where I want to be. Like, every single day is is a constant work in progress. Um, just because I lost that weight doesn't mean I don't still have my moments, you know, where I feel depressed or I feel overwhelmed. And my life, I got to say, like, is perfect as far as I got a great partner. We have an awesome podcast. You know, I have, I work, um, I, I get to do entrepreneur work. Um, this is me right now sitting at home in my pajamas with my chihuahua. Like, this is what I do. You know what I mean? I get to, I pretty much have the freedom yeah. to do whatever I want. And so you would think, like, mm-hmm. oh, you have no room to complain. It's not about that. It's just learning about myself, you know, learning, like, addressing things that have happened to me because I really didn't start dealing with that until about two years ago. So I still have my moments. Uh-huh. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be, like, cured tomorrow. You know, we're always a work in progress, and and I still struggle with the blame game too. You know, but um, mm-hmm. it, you can't really do that anymore. We're all we're all adults here, and those people sleep well at night. The people you're blaming, the people that you think like care so much, they sleep fine. You're the one right. that's obsessing. You know, so
0: that's
1: what I have to say. Exactly. About I want to touch people. on something
0: real quick too that you that you had mentioned about the uh, with the weight loss, and I. You know, and a lot of people—it's daunting. You know, like when I lost—I I, I lost 70 pounds, and I remember just thinking, "There's, there's no way I could ever lose that weight." And what, what you discover in the process is that, is that you don't have to get to that end result before you start feeling great. You start looking better. You, people are giving you compliments. You're wearing different clothes. Um, you're feeling better. Moving better. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not an all or nothing thing. You're going to feel better right away. And I think that's something important for, um, for people to keep in mind that. You don't have to wait till the end to feel good.
1: Yeah, celebrate every pound. Celebrate. Make every single pound a celebration. I mean, it is a big deal. When you start losing weight and taking responsibility and you start doing certain things, you really do notice a change in your attitude. You become more positive. Don't be discouraged because you've only lost five pounds. Celebrate it. Jump up and down and be excited. You know, because... I mean, i it's taken me two years to lose 35 pounds, you know? But I started yeah. feeling good the moment I started making it a, a conscious effort to do things better for my well-being.
0: Absolutely. It was one of the things that, that I I'm have. Inst- Go ahead. You're on what? Oh,
1: sorry. I was going say now I'm on Instagram. I, I have an Instagram where I share my story, and I just started touching on the depression because it's taken me a while to kind of, like, admit that you know, because you're vulnerable, you're really vulnerable, and I hear a lot of people that are like, oh, you're, you know, you inspired me, I'm like, what, you yeah. know, like, I'm a piece
0: of crap, what do you mean, yeah.
1: type of thing, you know, but um, <laughs> it is, celebrate every single pound, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not some success story for you, you're your success story, okay, that's what I had to say, what were you going to say, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's great, no, I just wanted to, to uh, make sure everybody uh, knows how to get a hold of you, so, um, if you want to connect with uh, Christina on uh, Instagram, it's, so it's uh, Mrs. Heckle, so it's Mrs. Heckle, Mrs. H-E-C-K-L-E, and uh, uh, you can—I mean—you can see the, uh, the the journey that she's made. And uh, also, you know, check out uh, her and her husband's website, Dr. Heckle.com, and uh, HeckleRadio.com is where you can listen to them. I was just listening to an episode on naughty stuff. Um, <laughs> <a> female, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, by uh, the way, it's very uh, explicit female- topics. <laughs> that's right so we got uh uh three things you should be doing for uh to give women an orgasm i think that was what it was called something like that i i oh my gosh, lost I know. track of <laughs> <laughs> did you learn anything um, did you take notes i didn't No, I, I i knew everything already of course just uh <laughs> oh yeah you're like what
1: is this episode for? i don't need help
0: <laughs> why didn't they call me i could have gave them a couple more whatever uh, oh, okay. no, it was good stuff. Yeah. So, so make you can sure check you out Heckle Radio on, on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah, oh, on SoundCloud. Excellent. So um check them out. Um they got some really good stuff. And you know what? If you're struggling at all with, with weight, depression, with uh, I mean if you're if you're a victim uh, of any kind, reach out to, to Christina. I, I mean um you know I've gotten to know her over the last couple of months she's a really genuine, open person and I know that she would she would just love to connect with you and, and, uh, and help you in any way she can. I should let everybody know that um, if you want to try hypnosis, uh, I do uh, offer a free download. It's uh, If you just text the word um, "easy trance" to uh, 313131, you get a free hypnosis download or hit my website at jimkelnerhypnotist.com. Christina, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, any shows coming up, anything that people should be watching for?
1: Uh, not at the moment. Just keep listening to my podcast. I don't have any Absolutely. shows coming up. But I do have Echo some stuff coming up. So check com. out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. And all of her uh, information is here at Exploring Awesome uh, at the, uh, the Blog Talk uh, website, so you can get her information there. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, that's all for today. Take care, be well, and be awesome.